Welcome to Messy Closet, the spiritual journey of Generation X. I'm Roseanne Carlo, and here we explore the 70s, 80s, and 90s, and the lessons my friends and I may or may not have learned. Hey there, and welcome back, and of course, thank you to everyone who tunes in to these episodes of Messy Closet. I am coming to you from the Podbean app, and it is Hollywood Wednesday, and I'm just going to talk about my thoughts about everything. So, I'm a little late to the Oscars party, but, you know, I like the champagne carpet. It's different from red. Um, Happy, happy, happy that Brendan Fraser won, and I think it was great. And I don't know with people defending Viola Davis with her response to losing to Jamie Lee Curtis. I mean, Jamie Lee Curtis, you know, they're like, oh, she's a Nepo baby, la, 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 la. But, you know, you don't just inherit connections in Hollywood. You also inherit talent. Now, that is not to take away from Angela Bassett's raw and amazing talent. And let me just say, I think both of them looked beautiful that night, and I loved Angela Bassett's gorgeous violet color. Now, I understand her first reaction. It was real and it was raw. But if it were me, I would have stood up. I don't know. It's just me. It's how I feel. And, you know, the only thing that bothers me is how many people are saying, you know, Jam- they're, they're defending it. Well, Jamie Lee Curtis, Curtis is a Nepo baby and, you know, Angela Bassett brought it and, and she did this and, you know, she stole it. And I want to say that if Angela Bassett had won and Jamie Lee Curtis had the same reaction, would people be on Jamie's side? Would they be calling her a racist for reacting that way to losing? I mean, she's been in Hollywood for years and always celebrating other people. So that's just my thought on that. And, you know, I just, I'm a fan of hers. So I don't, I'm a fan of both of theirs, actually. And I still think that award ceremonies are kind of stupid in that way because it pits people against each other for who's the best and who cares if you're a fan. Now, I want to talk for a minute about one of the Gen X icons who's been in the news recently, which is Gwyneth Paltrow, who we thought was just fashion perfect and loved her dating Brad Pitt back in the day. Now, she recently made some headlines because she has... A very strict diet, and she said something about the pandemic and breaking down and eating bread. Well, okay, a lot of people broke down and were homeless or, you know, were drinking or <laughs> turned to drugs, but that's okay, eat bread. I mean, at least that was a healthier breakdown, you know, and she was talking about how the f- she has only coffee in the morning and soup or bone broth, which is not soup, it's just broth, but it has a higher protein content than chicken stock or anything like that. So it's like nine grams of protein per serving in a bone broth, but still that doesn't do anything for you, like really to give you fuel. So then she says she only eats vegetables at night, does a really long fast and does some kind of IVs if she feels hungry. And everyone's like, yeah, she's promoting, you know, eating, eating disorders, eating disorders. Yeah. Well, a lot of us Gen Xers suffer from those and have since our teenage years. And you can blame anything you want, magazines, status quo, movie stars, whatever. But, you know, eating disorders are a Gen X thing. I've had one since I'm like 13. So I understand this thought of 
you know, the less you eat, the stronger you are, the better you are. Look what I could do on very little food, and then you're looking at every portion of your body and wondering if. You know, it's good enough or not good enough. And you know, for me, it was I was dancing, and my thighs and booty were a little bit like bigger than all the other girls, even though I was shorter. So I was always like, you know, trying to get that dancer body. And I mean, even though when I get stressed now, the first thing to go is my appetite. I have a much healthier relationship with food, but some of us don't. And you know, to call out Gwyneth Paltrow and you throw a disorder on her that could be true, could not be true, whatever it is. You know, you're just adding to the problem. Like it's just detrimental, and that's how I feel about it. Now, I want to get to her 2016 skiing accident thing. First of all, it was hilarious when she realized she was on camera and she walked out with a blue folder in front of her face. Way more obvious, and you've been on camera the whole time. So the thing is, is that she and this other man crashed into each other. And the man was a doctor of some sort, and said he suffered broken ribs, neurological issues, and tried to sue for three point one million dollars. And he was not granted punitive damages, so he could only get about three hundred thousand dollars for what he's saying. You know, are his problems and caused his problems. And Gwyneth Paltrow is saying that he should pay for her legal defenses, and she is suing for. One dollar, because she's saying that what happened was not her fault, and he was saying that she was skiing uncontrollably. Now, I have never skied. You know, I tried like snowboarding once, and it's not easy. I know skiers, and you've basically got snow and ice on something really smooth, and you're going downhill, and gravity is taking over, and there's, you know, every. Possibility in the world that she never meant to run into this man. And the funny thing that I think is, we look at how skinny Gwyneth Paltrow is, right? She is a thin woman. She basically just told us her whole diet. You know, I mean, how much damage could she have done to a man that's possibly over two hundred pounds? Like she would have been the one to get hurt, broken ribs, this, that, and the other thing. So. Why was he the one more damaged, and she walked away with nothing? It kind of seems like they collided into each other, and you know maybe she fell one way and he fell another way that did something to him. I don't know, but I'd like to see the outcome of this. I just、um, kind of feels like he's just sort of fishing for money. Again, just my opinion. You can agree or disagree. It just seems weird to me that she. Is not the one with any injuries, and you know she's much thinner, and he's the one with brain damage and broken ribs and all of these things that she caused on skis, not with a car, on skis. So I just think that it's a little bit frivolous. But hey, this is America. Speaking of frivolous in America, <laughs> oh my gosh! So all I see now are all of these things about like. Harry and Meghan and their kids are prince and princess, and I never wanted to talk about this again. But we don't recognize royalty in the United States, and to try to push yourself as a royal and a dignitary who is, you know, really what it is is by God, you are above everybody else. And and Meghan was not born royal, so come on. And in this country, you're just a regular person like everyone else. And if we call you royalty, it's because you have made a mark in. The entertainment industry. 
Like, let's talk. Brendan Fraser is like the king of the world right now. He took over from Leonardo DiCaprio. You know, we have Michael Jackson, the king of pop. Britney Spears, the princess of pop. I mean, you earn these nicknames because of hard work and dedication to your art and to the service that you provide to people. And that's the thing about royalty. Like in exchange for all those diamonds and crowns and horse-drawn carriages, security castles, whatever, you're up and out every single day. You're actually working in service to the people. So you should actually be working even harder because you get all of those amazing benefits in life. And I just want to say, speaking of Hollywood and American. I mean, if you ask me, Harry Markle has become the quintessential American because all he's doing is filing lawsuits against people, newspapers. He's suing his own government as a royal to get protection when he lives in the United States. My God, how entitled can that be? And he doesn't understand that anywhere in America, if you leave the job, you leave the benefits behind. So, like, there's that. And there's another thing that I heard. There was like a blind item or some kind of rumor that the Markles actually borrowed like seven million from Tyler Perry to buy their house, and they haven't paid it back. And he's like upset because you know he's trying to pull together funds for a new movie. Don't know if that's true or not, but it was an interesting little blind item because Hollywood back in the '80s and '90s, and even prior. To that, I'm going to say definitely pre-reality stars. You know, definitely pre like the Kardashians who are now all crying that they might not go to the Met Gala. But if you ask me, they didn't belong there to begin with because they haven't offered much. And you know, you got Kim Kardashian who wore Marilyn Monroe's dress. She could have worn a replica. She really could have, but she had to ruin an iconic gown. From a self-made woman who, you know, just stole the hearts and still steals the hearts of Americans, and it didn't look good on her, and it just didn't go with the whole thing. And she saw them at like the crash diet to lose sixteen pounds. I mean, I I get Vogue magazine. You know, obviously, it's just something I've always gotten. I haven't like completely turned my back on all of the fashion industry, but this month's Vogue with Cara Delevingne. That's on the front actually has an article about Denma、um, of Balenciaga. So if you happen to come across this Vogue, you may want to read that and go back and check out all of my Balenciaga prior episodes to that. You know, Hollywood really needs, in my mind, to just settle down because after the pandemic and people losing so much, it is a little bit hard to look at people with so much wealth. And status, and see them, you know, get all of these things while there's people struggling to put food on the table. Like I don't mind the movies, and the red carpets are fun. The fashion is beautiful, but there comes a point where I maybe it's social media that did it. Like put their lives in our faces. Like you know, back in the day, we knew we knew these stars were rich, and you know, maybe you'd catch like. A People magazine paparazzi shot of like Courtney Cox with her Porsche, and you're like, yeah, but she worked hard on Friends. 
you know, she deserves the Porsche. But when you have, you know, other celebrities and mostly reality TV people who are showing you every single thing, expensive item that they have, over and over again. It tends to turn people off because you're like, why do you have that? And I don't. I work just as hard. So that's where like the nepo baby thing comes in, and that's where this comes in. There's so much to it. But back in like the '70s, the '80s, the '90s, and prior to Marilyn Monroe's day, where you know we knew they were starlets, we knew they were famous, they were probably way more rich than we were, but. It was saved for special occasions. It was brought out on special occasions, and I think with the overuse of social media, and of course all of the celebrities with their blue checks and millions of followers, makes it you know easier for them to show certain things off and launch something new, whether it's a beauty line or. A cookbook, a cooking show, whatever it is, and you know, God bless them for being able to do these things. But sometimes it's just you know the name that will get them stuff when there are people who work just as hard. And then for many years on social media, especially on Instagram, we saw the influencer. And yeah, I will admit that I hashtagged myself influencer, but it did make me a little bit of money. Now that Instagram is not paying for reels anymore. You know how valuable is social media to any of us? So, if we're talking the spiritual journey of Generation X, we know that we can get along and make our living and do what we have to do without social media. We know that we can get people together in the same room, old-fashioned, good times, and you know we can find our way. We know. Work ethic. We understand the forty, fifty, sixty-hour week and beyond. Some of us have worked seven days a week, two jobs, to do a lot of things when we were young, and we've got now, you know, millennials and Gen Z saying, "Well, I'm worth more than this." Well, here's the thing, and this probably goes for Hollywood too. There is always someone who will do something cheaper and possibly better than you, and everyone is. Replaceable, and I know that the participation trophy mentality makes you think that you are not replaceable, and everything should just drop when you walk in the room. When the actually, it's like the opposite. You should drop everything when you walk in the room and be present for things. And when you talk about people making it in Hollywood and you know being as rich and famous as they are, it is connections. It could be you know the nepotism, but it's also. The dedication to what they're doing—you can be successful at anything you do if you have that dedication. We just happen to witness it in Hollywood. I mean, I for one am happy to see you know Gen Xers, Brendan Fraser winning the Oscar, Jamie Lee Curtis winning the Oscar, Viola Davis being nominated. Like, I'm happy to see actors and actresses that I grew up with who. You know, have done major bodies of work and worked really, really hard without the power of social media behind them getting what they deserve in life. Do I think that the money is overboard a little bit for them? Maybe, but maybe that's just because I don't have it. You know, there's my perspective as well for being, you know, someone who maybe thought I would be making millions or billions, and I'm not. But that's okay because on the spiritual journey of life, you do discover—at least I have.
that less is more, and sometimes enough is too much. So you know, as over the top as Hollywood is, it is its own world, and we have to take it for what it is, and we have to take it with a grain of salt. You know, like I said back in the day, we would copy styles, haircuts, clothing. We would use movie lines in everyday conversation, and a lot of us still do. And they're from the '80s or the '90s. So, you know, our growing up with Hollywood, we were critical of certain things, but it was more critical of the art than the artist. Whereas now, everyone looks into the lives of everything. Anyone who comes across a celebrity that they've had either a good moment with or a bad moment with, it goes up on the internet, and then everybody chooses their side, writes their hashtags, and this is the world. And it's weird. It's really weird. I find it to be the strangest thing that you know you can, like I said, cancel someone because you know a group of people decide. That they don't like this, or a group of people decide that you know someone doesn't deserve something. And if that was done to you, how would you feel? It's like I'm sorry, your favorite person, your favorite actor didn't win, and you believe that they deserved to. But like, do you really have to argue about it on social media again? Just my thoughts, because these were not Gen X conversations. We were talking about so many other things that were so much more important, but. That is my thought for Hollywood Wednesday because I just feel that we can all learn something on our spiritual journeys, and a lot of it is that Gen X would be completely fine going back to analog magazines, newspapers, watching the news, maybe like AOL chat, and we'll keep the texts. But I don't even care about FaceTime or any of that, and. You know, there's just so much to be said for kind of releasing what held you held on to so much. Like so many people hold on to being fans of celebrities that they'll like fight with each other. Like, okay, the last thing that I want to mention, and I don't know much about this. I just want to tell you that I was like last week old when I found out that Selena Gomez was on Barney. As a kid, I really had no idea.、Um, I knew she did something with, I guess it was the Disney Channel,、uh, Wizards of Waverly Place, and the only reason I know that is because someone on TikTok posted a clip of Shakira being on the show. So I really didn't know much about her until like the music career came out. And then there's Haley Baldwin or Bieber now, who is. Stephen Baldwin, who played Barney on the Flintstones movie, it's it's his daughter, and somehow there's like all of these pictures, footage, whatever videos of of Haley kind of like being around when Justin was with Selena, and now she's shading her, and the whole world because this is not a Gen X thing is like canceling these Kardashian Jenner Beavers. It's so weird. It's so weird. I don't know if Gen X ever would have done this. Or if we just would have shrugged it off and like moved on with our lives, and I think that that is the difference. So you know, Hollywood today is 
I think they've given away too much. They've given away too many secrets. They've brought too many people in that have let things out. And I'm sorry if you're like, yeah, 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 we need to know this. We need to know this. Some things we really don't need to know because it's just taken away a lot of the magic for the real artists and filmmakers who just want to do their thing. But now that you've got like you know people coming out with scandals left and right, and then you've got something like the Balenciaga ad, and you know now Demna is like has a Vogue feature, like explaining his side of things, and it, it's just it's weird, you know, it's weird. But it also, for me, I think it, it needs to calm down. Like we need to know less about Hollywood and more. About like the laws and the, the, the war, and you know what what lawmakers and world leaders are trying to accomplish that we may not like, that might not be in our best interest, but we focus on the distraction of Hollywood, and it's weird because I just don't know when it became this much of a distraction, but it is. And that concludes this episode of Messy Closet. Thank you so much for tuning in, and don't forget to keep art and keep love alive. 